Anybody in here in a desperate situation and you need a divine intervention? Dr. Tony Evans says Jesus is your connection to VIP status with God and eternity. You will see heaven open. You will watch eternity enter into time. You will see the supernatural enter into the natural. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. When all you see around you is trouble and pain, you're missing the best part of the picture. Today, Dr. Evans talks about how we can catch glimpses of heaven and how Jesus is our living link to that expanded perspective. Let's join him as he begins. Learning to use Zoom in order to communicate with people you couldn't get near to has become a way of life. But I developed an ongoing dilemma in my home where my Zoom calls would regularly freeze up on me. And so many of my communications were interrupted because the signal got broken or stuck. I could see them, but nobody was moving because things froze. So we had to call the internet folk over to identify the signaling problem that was keeping me from getting through to them and them from getting through to me because there was a signal problem. When it comes to our relationship with God, things often get frozen. When it comes to seeing what God wants us to see on the screen of our existence, things seem to lock up. And it's like we can't get through to him and he doesn't get through to us because our spiritual Zoom locks up on us and we're unable to keep the communication lines open. Today, I want us to look at a situation that happened in the life of Jesus so that perhaps we can open up our communication more and hear from heaven more clearly and not try to communicate in a frozen environment. I want us to see a situation where God promises that we can watch heaven open. The scenario is given to us in the book of St. John, chapter 1, and it revolves around a man in this chapter whose name is Nathaniel. According to verse 44 through verses 46, Philip, who is from Bethesda, of the city of Andrew and Peter, finds, verse 45, Nathanael. And he says to Nate, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. So he says, all that the prophets and the prophets and the prophecies of the Old Testament were anticipating We've found him, and he's Jesus of Nazareth. Well, Nathaniel has a question in verse 46. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? 
Now, you have to understand, Nazareth had a reputation. It had a reputation of uh, a town where the folks who lived there weren't going anywhere. It was a no-knock kind of place to grow up. It was a place that didn't offer much of a future. It was a place you wanted to leave from and not tell anybody that's where you were raised. It was a place to be ashamed of and denigrated. So when Nathaniel hears that Jesus is from Nazareth, he's not impressed. In fact, it gets so bad, he says, as far as I'm concerned, nothing good exists in Nazareth. Not only Jesus, but anybody who claims that is their hometown. So he's not impressed with Philip's witness. So Philip says to him, well, come and see. So don't, don't, don't take my word for it. I want you to check out Jesus for yourself. Don't just believe it because I said it. Let's come and let me show you and let you make your own decision about who Jesus is. So Philip has become a, a witness. Verse 47 is where the story begins to get a little bit interesting. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nate starts looking around. You talking about me? You don't know me. You don't know my people. You, you don't. He says, how do you know me? You know where I'm from. You know I'm an Israelite. You've dissected my character. How do you know me? Because Nathaniel hadn't introduced himself yet. Philip hadn't introduced Nathaniel to Jesus. He just sees him coming. And Jesus answered and said, verse 48, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Mm. Jesus says, I know more about you than you think. Before Philip ever came to you, I know where you were, who you are, and I know what you were doing. You were sitting under the fig tree. What Jesus exposes is his omniscience. Because remember, he's the son of God and the son of man, and he's fully human, he's fully divine, and so this act of deity is exposed when he unveils Nathaniel to Nathaniel. So before we go any further, I just want you to know God knows you. Amen. He knows all about you. He knows where you've been and what you're like because he says you're a man of no deceit. He knows your background. He knows your racial identity. He says to Nathaniel, you are an Israelite. He knows you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you're Asian. He knows all about you. He knows what you were doing, what you are doing, and what you plan to do. Because Jesus Christ is omniscient and he has full knowledge of every human being. He said, not only did I know you, but watch this, I saw you. 
That's called omnipresence. So Jesus is omniscient, full knowledge of a person he's never met. He is omnipresent because I'm looking at you. So no matter where you are, Jesus has his eye on you. He says, I saw you. I I know all about you. So the story gets thicker now. Nathaniel answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Nathaniel makes a confession when he discovers the uniqueness of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not just another man. He's not just another great figure in history. He is Deity becomes humanity. He is the son of God, meaning his functional responsibility on earth is to carry out the plan of the father. There is only one God composed of three co-equal persons, God the father, God the son, God the Holy Spirit. These are equal in essence but distinct in function. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, but they make up the one Godhead and they have been given uh, functional distinctions. So they don't all do the same thing in the same way at the same time, but they always operate in sync with one another. When Jesus is called the Son of God, That is his functional role in relationship to the Godhead to carry out the plan and program of God, as you'll see in a moment, in history. As the Son of God, he yields to the Father so that the function of the Trinity can be executed in time and space. That is the same way he's created humanity, with all people being equal, but with functional differences. And within those functional differences, those differences are never an issue of equality of persons. It's only an issue of distinctiveness of function. So whenever you denigrate somebody for their created reality rather than their function, you have misunderstood the nature of creation. We all bear the same essence. We do not always share the same function. So he is son of God by function. We'll hear more about the purpose of Christ when Dr. Evans returns in just a moment. First, though, I'd like to tell you about a special package we put together as our way of saying thank you when you make a donation to keep this ministry active. It starts with our current seven-message audio collection, Developing Kingdom Vision, and includes a copy of one of Tony's newest books that goes hand-in-hand with today's message. It's called Kingdom Focus. Together, these resources expand what we've been learning about the importance of adopting a kingdom-centered perspective, one that'll not only give you a source of strength to overcome challenges, but also an enduring framework to live a meaningful life with purpose and lasting significance. You can make the arrangements to get this special package by visiting TonyEvans.org. Or, if it's more convenient, call our 24-hour resource request line at one 800 800-3222, and let one of our friendly team members help you. That's TonyEvans.org, 
or call 1-800-800-3222. I'll repeat that contact information for you after the second part of today's message. Here's Dr. Evans. Jesus' assignment when he came to earth was to inform Israel that their king had arrived. That's why on the cross, he was accused of being king of the Jews because he was to set up the kingdom with the centerpiece being Israel in order to rule the whole world. The reason why we're having all of these conflicts is that the king has been rejected. And because the king has been rejected, there is chaos in the Middle East and everywhere else for that matter, including your life and mine. Whenever the king is rejected, Jesus Christ, chaos ensues. That's why the Bible says there won't be peace in Israel until the king has been received. That's a whole eschatological, prophetic process that is unfolding even now before our eyes. But Nathaniel, we'll call him Nate for short, Nate says you are the son of God who is also the king of Israel. So he has a function in regard to heaven, but he has a governance responsibility on earth. King, that's a ruler, and he's king of a nation, and of course, the Bible goes on to say he will be king of the whole earth, So, but he'll do it from Israel. Israel will be the capital of the whole earth. So he now comes and makes a confession, watch this, before God, in front of man, because Philip is there, because Philip brings him. He looks at Jesus and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So Jesus hears it. Obviously, God the Father hears it, son of God, and Philip hears it. So he, what has he done? He has confessed Christ publicly. Let me say that again. He's not just believing in his heart. He's confessing with his mouth. He has publicly confessed Jesus' spiritual identity and his human responsibility. Amen. In one phrase, he's confessed it. He's acknowledged it. And he's identified it for heaven and for earth. Verse 50, Jesus answered and said to him, to Nathaniel, because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe you will see greater things than these? Translation, you ain't seen nothing yet. So if you want to see more than you have seen about Jesus, if you want to see more from heaven, than you've seen up to this point. If you want to see eternity break through in time at a level you haven't seen it before, then you're going to have to do what Nate did. He took Jesus at his word based on the information he had and publicly identified with him. Notice what Jesus said. Because you believed me when I told you I saw you under the fig tree. When you believed me, 
just based on what I told you. He says, you ain't seen nothing yet. What do you mean? Verse 51. He said to him, truly, truly. That means show enough, show enough. For real, for real. I say to you, you will see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Okay? He said, because you responded to what I told you, you ain't ain't say you were from Missouri, you had to see it first. You didn't take me through all these conditions. We're living in a world of lies and opinions. And unfortunately, it's far too much of it in the church. You can tell somebody what Jesus says, and instead of accepting it and operating on it when it's crystal clear, they want to debate the Son of God. They will even, in a nice, respectful way, call him a liar by having the audacity to say, but I don't agree. When it's clear, not not vague, when it's clear, but I don't agree. Nathaniel didn't say, I don't agree. Nathaniel said, you are the son of God. Hey, I yield. You're the son of God. I'm going to act on what what has clearly been demonstrated to me. We've abandoned truth. So what is the result? We don't see heaven open. He said, but truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angel of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Translation, you are going to see the supernatural. The angels of God. Okay, so let me say a word about angels. Every Christian has an assigned angel. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Okay? Every Christian has an angel assigned to them. Now, some of us need more than one. But every Christian has at least one angel assigned to them. The angel's job is like the postal service. They deliver the will of God to you. Okay? They deliver the will of God to you as God the Father, God the Son, and in the instruction specifically of God the Holy Spirit, since angels are spirit, the Holy Spirit is a spirit, the Holy Spirit is kind of like the boss of the angelic realm, And their job is to carry out spiritually what you're needing to deal with physically on earth. He says, you will see heaven open. You will see up there and angels will be assigned to come down here and you get to see it. You will see. In other words, You're going to see the supernatural. Uh, You're not going to just be limited to the natural. He says the way angels are going to get up and down from up there to down here, carry down here back to up there, 
is that they will be descending and ascending on the Son of Man. Okay, now, let me, let's rewind for a moment. He's only going to see this supernatural stuff happen because he has affirmed the identity of Christ, Son of God, and he's confessed Christ publicly. Now, you've heard me say this many a time. If you are ashamed of public identification with Jesus Christ, you can forget the supernatural. Okay, I'm going to tell you that now. If you're so stirred, you can't publicly identify, not with God, because the angels are ascending and descending on Christ, the one whose function is earth. Ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Nathaniel said, you are the Son of God, right? Jesus says, you will be seeing angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Ah, he changes the word. He confessed Jesus' deity. And Jesus says, now you're going to see my humanity. You confessed my deity because you saw my omniscience. You saw my omnipresence. So now I'm going to let you see my humanity. You acknowledge who I am in heaven. Now I'm going to show you a little something, something on earth. Son of man, that's his humanity. Son of God, that's his deity. As son of God, he grabs heaven. As son of man, he grabs earth. And as the ladder, he brings the two together. You know what a ladder does? A ladder takes you up and brings you down. It connects two spaces of spheres. He says, Jesus Christ is your connection to heaven. If you're ready to make that connection with heaven, Dr. Evans is here to tell you how you can begin. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can do that right now. Simply go to him and acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of a Savior and that you're transferring your trust to him alone because of his death on the cross and resurrection from the dead. In fact, I'm going to say a little prayer, and you can repeat it after me. You just have to mean it for yourself. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner and that I can't save myself. I believe Jesus Christ, your son, died on the cross in my place for my sin. And I now am trusting him alone to forgive me and to give me the gift of eternal life that he promised to give to anyone who came to him for it. Thank you for saving me and help me from this day forward to live a life pleasing to you. Congratulations. Welcome to the family. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, we invite you to visit Dr. Evans' website, TonyEvans.org, and click the link at the very top of the page that says Jesus. You'll find plenty of information and resources there to help get your new life headed in the right direction. And while you're there, you can also get more details on that special offer I mentioned earlier, Tony's seven-lesson collection, Developing Kingdom Vision along with his recently released companion book, Kingdom Focus, Rethinking Today in Light of Eternity. Find out how to receive this powerful packet of resources as our gift when you visit TonyEvans.org 
or call 1-800-800-3222, where one of our helpful team members is ready to assist with your request. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or by phone any time of the day or night at 1-800-800-3222. Seeing your favorite artist perform in concert is always a treat, Uh, but having a backstage VIP pass to a meet-and-greet is even better. Believers have that kind of access to God, and Dr. Evans will explain how utilizing it can give a whole new perspective on the way we face life's challenges. Be sure to join us for that tomorrow. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 